ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So carrying on then from where we left off last week, the last thing that we mentioned was the 10 uh, pieces of advice from Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala regarding how to achieve loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first was, if we quickly recap, قِرَاءَةُ الْقُرْآنِ بِالتَّدَبُّرِ وَالتَّفَهُمْ لِمَعَانِيهِ وَمَا أُرِيدَ بِهِ Recitation of the Qur'an and pondering over it and understanding its meanings and what it intends. Secondly, التَّقَرُّبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَى بِالنَّوَافِلِ بَعْدَ الْفَرَائِضِ To seek Closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with supererogatory acts of worship after the obligatory ones. الثالث, the third, دوامو ذكر الله على كل حال باللسان والقلب والعمل to continue upon the remembrance of Allah in every circumstance with your tongue and your heart and your actions. Al-Rabi' Fourthly, إِثَارُ مَا يُحِبُّهُ اللَّهُ عَلَى مَا يُحِبُّهُ الْعَبْدِ عِنْدَ تَزَاحُمِ الْمَحَبَّتَيْنِ That the servant of Allah gives precedence to what Allah loves over what he loves himself, over what you desire yourself. الخامس, the fifth, التأمل في أسماء الله وصفاته وما تدل عليه من الكمال والجلال وما لها من الآثار الحميدة. To ponder over the names and attributes of Allah سبحانه وتعالى and what they indicate of the perfection and the might and the majesty of Allah. As-sadis, the sixth method of loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, gaining that love of Allah, at-ta'ammul fi ni'amillahi al-zahirah wal-baatinah wa mushahadat darrihi wa ihsanihi wa na'amihi ala ibadih to ponder over the great blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the apparent and open blessings, as well as the concealed and secret blessings, and witnessing all of the great blessing and uh, kindness and generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us in creation. The seventh, as-sabi'ah, انكسار القلب بين يدي الله وافتقاره إليه that you humble yourself before Allah سبحانه وتعالى submit yourself and humble yourself and lower yourself 
recognizing that you are in poverty before your Lord. The eighth, الثامن, الخلوة بالله وقت النزول الإله حين يبقى ثلث الليل الآخر. To have seclusion with yourself to Allah during the time, the last third of the night, tilawatul Quran fi hadal waqt, wa khatmu dhalika bil istighfar wa tawbah, and to recite the Quran in that time, in the last third of the night, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven, and to seek forgiveness, and ask Allah to overlook and pardon your sins, that last third of the night is an opportunity from the best of times to do that. At-Tasi' the ninth, Mujalasatu Ahlil Khair was Salah Al Muhibbina Lillahi Azza wa Jal wal Istifada min Kalamihim to sit with the people of righteousness uh, and to be with those who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you may benefit from their speech. You benefit from having that good company. Al-Ashir, the tenth, Al-Ibti'adu an kulli sababin yahulu bayna al-qalbi wa bayna Allahi min al-shawaghil. To distance yourself from all of that which preoccupies you and distances you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or to uh, rid yourself of all of that which causes an obstacle between yourself and Allah. So to remove those matters that prevent you from focusing upon your worship to Allah. وَمِن تَوَابِعِ مَحَبَّةِ And it goes without saying that your love for Allah, what follows on with that is of course your love for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam too. كَمَا أَخْرَجَ الْبُخَارِيُّ وَمُسْلِمُ عَنْ أَنَسْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ just like it is mentioned in Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim from Anas radiyallahu anhu anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said la yu'minu ahadukum hatta akuna ahabba ilayhi min waladihi the Prophet said, None of you truly believes, meaning none of you is perfect in your Iman, completed and perfected your Iman until. I am more beloved to him than his own child and his own parents, his father, and all of the people. That the Prophet Muhammad is the most beloved to you than all of the people. 
ومحبه الرسول تابعه لمحبه الله وملازمه لها and loving the messenger it follows on from loving Allah and it is necessitated by your love for Allah ومن احب الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم اتبعه and whomsoever loves the messenger then he will follow him a sign of you loving the messenger is that you will follow him in the commandments and stay away from the prohibitions he uh, prohibited us from فمن ادعى محبته عليه الصلاه والسلام so whomsoever claims loving the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa huwa yukhalifuhu fi ma jaa bih and he actually opposes him in what he came with he actually opposes the messenger yet claims to be loving him fayati'u ghayrahu min al-munharifin wal mubtadi'in wal mukharrifin but instead of following him he opposes him and instead follows innovators and deviants فَيُحْيِي الْبِدَعْ وَيَتْرُكُ السُّنِنْ And so he actually revives innovations and abandons the actual sunnah acts. فَهُوَ كَاذِبٌ فِي دَعْوَاهُ أَنَّهُ يُحِبُّ الرَّسُولِ صلى الله عليه وسلم Then that person is lying in his claim that he loves the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم لِأَنَّ الْمُحِبُّ يُطِيعُ مَحْبُوبَهُ because somebody who loves someone will obey him if you truly love the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then you will obey his commandments and you will stay away from the prohibitions but a person who claims to love the messenger then doesn't follow his commandments and doesn't stay away from his prohibitions then the shaykh he mentions here that person is lying in his claim that he loves the messenger so those people who bring about these new innovations that oppose the sunnah of the messenger so they do these birthday celebrations and other than that from the innovations aw yaf'aluna ma huwa a'dham min dhalika min al-ghulu fi an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa du'aihi min duni Allah wa talab al-madad minhu wa al-istighathata bih some people who do even more than that not just celebrating the birthday of the prophet sallallahu alayhi but even more and severe to the point that they exaggerate in the messenger and they begin making dua to him instead of to Allah and seeking help from him and assistance from him and seeking to be uh, taken out of their difficulties and harms by him and despite all of that they claim that they love him they call upon him, they seek his help, aid and assistance, all of the things that the Prophet told us not to do. Because they are shirk, they do it, and they say though they, they still say that they love the messenger. How can you love the messenger if you are doing what he told you not to do? 
You cannot go against his commandments and do the opposite of what he told us and then say, but I love the messenger. Your sign of loving him will be that you obey him. It cannot be a sign of loving him that you disobey him. And then the shaykh goes on and he says, فَهَذَا مِنْ أَعْظَمِ الْكَذِبِ This is from the biggest of the lies. وَهُمْ كَالَّذِينَ قَالَ اللَّهُ فِيهِمْ And they are like those whom Allah said about them. وَيَقُولُونَ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالرَّسُولِ وَاطَعْنَا They say that we believe in Allah and the Messenger and we obey. ثُمَّ يَتَوَلَّى فَرِيقٌ مِّنْهُمْ مِّنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ but then a group of them turns away after that. وَمَا أُولَئِكَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ And they are not in reality believers. لِأَنَّ الرَّسُولَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ نَهَا عَنْ هَذِهِ الْأُمُورِ وَقَدْ خَالَفُوا نَهْيَ وَارْتَكَبُوا مَعْصِيَتَهُ وَهُمْ يَدَّعُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يُحِبُّونَهُ فَكَذَبُوا نَسْأَلُ اللَّهُ الْعَافِيَةِ So the messenger, he prohibited us from these things from calling upon him and asking him for aid and assistance, etc. The Prophet forbade us from that. You only call upon Allah, make dua to Allah, seek aid and assistance from Allah, not from the Messenger. So, the one who does these things and calls upon the Messenger and seeks aid and assistance from the Messenger is opposing the command of the Messenger and is committing a sin even though they continue to claim they love the messenger. So it doesn't make sense their claim. If they truly love the messenger, then they would not oppose what the messenger told us and do the exact opposite of what the messenger told us. Loving the messenger is to then obey the messenger and to stay away from the prohibitions. That is what is required. Then the next subsection here. The next mini chapter. Ashirku fit tawakkul. The polytheism associating partners alongside Allah when it comes to tawakkul, your trust and your dependence in Allah. Attawakkul filluga ma'anahu al-i'timad wa tafwil. The meaning of a tawakkul linguistically is to depend and to rely upon someone. وَهُوَ مِنْ عَمَلِ الْقَلْبِ And it is from the actions of the heart that you entrust your affairs in someone. You rely or depend upon someone. That is tawakkul. You uh, uh, delegate your affairs to someone. All of that is tawakkul from the heart. So when you say tawakkala fil amr, idha dhammana al qiyama bih, wakkaltu amri ila fulan, idha atamattu alayh. So that is the linguistic meaning. Wat tawakkul ala Allahi min a'azami anwa' al ibadah, alati yajibu ikhlasuha lillah. Tawakkul. Trust and dependence and reliance, those affairs, that is something which is an act of worship to be done sincerely for Allah. 
your trust, your dependence, your reliance is in Allah. Your trust, your dependence, your reliance, delegating your affairs to only Allah. It mentions in the Quran, وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ And put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if indeed you are believers. Put your trust in Allah if indeed you are believers. وَالتَّوَكُّلْ عَلَى غَيْرِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى أَقْسَامِ As for doing this tawakkul in other than Allah, then that is different types. Type number one, أَحَدُهَا التوكل في الأمور التي لا يقدر عليها إلا الله Putting your trust in others in affairs that nobody is capable of except Allah. Putting your trust in others with regards to things that only Allah can do in the first place. But you're putting your trust in others on those affairs. The first type, therefore, putting your trust in others on affairs that only Allah can do. For example, كَالتَّوَكُّلِ عَلَى الْأَمْوَاتِ وَالْغَائِبِينَ وَنَحْوِهِمْ مِنَ الطَّوَاغِيدِ فِي تَحْقِيقِ الْمَطَالِبِ مِنَ النَّصْرِ وَالْحِفْظِ وَالرِّزْقِ أَوْ الشَّفَاعِ فَهَذَا شِرْكٌ أَكْبَرٌ so for example, putting your trust in others besides Allah, putting your trust in the dead in their graves, or those who are absent. Putting your trust in a person who isn't there in your presence to help you, he's somewhere else, miles away. Or putting your trust, nah, putting your trust in those types of things, the dead or the absent in achieving your goals, in victory, in protection, in sustenance, in intercession, asking the dead for those affairs, for your rizq, your sustenance and your provisions, asking the dead for protection, asking the dead for victory, all of these types of affairs, you're asking them of the dead. And they are affairs, they are things that only Allah can aid you in. Only Allah is the one who gives you victory and protection and sustenance and intercession. That is from Allah. It is not from the dead or the absent. So they are things which in the first place only Allah can give you. So how can you be putting your trust in others besides Allah for those things? That is major shirk. The second type. التوكل في الأسباب الظاهرة التوكل في الأسباب الظاهرة كمن يتوكل على سلطان أو أمير أو أي شخص حي قادر فيما أقدره الله من عطاء أو دفع أذى ونحو ذلك فهذا شرك أصغر لأنه اعتماد على شخص Putting your trust in others besides Allah for the apparent means. So for example, a leader, somebody in authority has power. A leader or somebody in authority has power. 
And so if you put your trust in that person, that he'll protect you from X, Y, and Z, he'll save you from X, Y, and Z, you put your trust into that person, because he's a person of power and authority and he's got means to do things, you put your trust in him, then that is minor shirk. Because that person does have the ability, Allah's given him the ability, he has power, he has ability, he could help you, but you putting your trust completely in him is still a mistake. Whatever your issue is and the harm that you are expecting, the enemy, whatever it might be, your trust ultimately is supposed to be in Allah. This leader, whoever he is, is only a means. Your ultimate trust is not in that, in that leader. So if you do that, it's a form of minor shirk. Because the leader does have the ability to do these things, but you putting your trust into those means exclusively is shirk. That leader is only a means. Through him, you may be saved. But it's not him ultimately saving you, it is Allah saving you. So you do not put your trust ultimately exclusively into people. A person may have ability, he may have what is needed from the skills, etc. to aid you, to help you. But it's Allah who will determine what occurs in the end, no matter how powerful this person may be. So ultimately your trust is in Allah, not to the secondary person whom through which you are going to gain what you desire. Thirdly, التوكل الذي هو إنابة الإنسان من يقوم بعمل عنه مما يقدر عليه كبيع وشراء فهذا جائز. The third type of putting your trust into somebody is when that person is going to do something on your behalf that they are capable of. For example, something simple, you entrust somebody to take your stock to the market and sell it on your behalf. You trust somebody to go and buy some, to go and do your shopping for you. You put your trust in them to go and do these things. That is just minor things that a person is capable of, that's permissible. You say that this person, you trust him to go and buy the things for you. This person, you're giving him the items, the stock, you trust him to go and sell it on your behalf. That is just the general things where it is things that can be done. The person has the ability, buying, selling, etc. So here, You still do not put your trust exclusively in him. You give him the stock and you say, you go sell it for me on my behalf on your stall today. You don't put your trust in him that he's an expert seller. I'm sure he'll sell everything today and bring all the profit back to me. Ultimately, your trust is in Allah that your items sell that day. But he is the means for you to do it. And you can put your trust in him with your stock and buying and selling and get that done for you on your behalf. That's permissible. That generally is permissible. But your trust ultimately is in Allah. والتوكل على الله في دفع المضار وتحصيل الأرزاق مما لا وما لا يقدر عليه إلا من هو من أعظم إلا هو من أعظم أنواع العبادة. So putting your trust in Allah to remove harm from yourself 
or to bring some good for yourself or sustenance for yourself, provisions for yourself, putting trust in Allah in things that only He can do, then that is one of the greatest forms of worship. Trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, putting your full trust and dependence and reliance in Allah, knowing Allah controls everything and can give you that good and remove that harm and give you the rizq. That is one of the greatest forms of worship. But we'll come back to that point and continue from it straight after the prayer, insha'Allah. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man So carrying on then, al-Shaykh al-Fawzan, he says, وَالتَّوَكُّلُ عَلَى اللَّهِ فِي دَفْعِ الْمَضَارِّ وَتَحْصِيلِ الْأَرْزَاقِ وَمَا لَا يَقْدِرُ عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا هُوَ مِنْ أَعْظَمِ أَنْوَاعِ الْعِبَادَةِ Putting your trust in Allah to remove harms and to achieve and obtain rizq and in that which nobody else is capable of except Allah putting your trust in Allah for those affairs is from the greatest of the acts of worship and putting your trust in other than Allah for those types of things to remove harm that may have overcome you or to achieve or obtain your rizq, your sustenance, your provisions that you seek this from others, you put your trust in others for that, then that is major shirk. قال الله تعالى, Allah said, وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ And put your trust in Allah, if indeed you are believers, فَأَمَرَ سُبْحَانَهُ بِالتَّوَكُّلِ عَلَيْهِ وَحْدَى Allah commanded us to put our trust in Him alone. لِأَنَّ تَقْدِيمَ الْمَعْمُولِ يُفِيدُ الْحَصْرِ because the way that the ayah is organized in the Arabic language, putting the ma'mul, meaning to say, وَعَلَى اللَّهِ And then the verb, فَتَوَكَّلُوا In Arabic, the rule is that indicates restriction. That your trust is purely and exclusively in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَجَعَلَ التَّوَكُّلَ عَلَيْهِ شَرْطًا فِي الْإِيمَانِ And Allah has made... The tawakkul, the trust, the dependence as a condition of iman. Kama ja'alahu shartan fil Islam. Just as Allah made it a condition of Islam in his statement. Waqala Musa ya qawmi in kuntum amantum billah. فَعَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُسْلِمِينَ فَدَلَّ عَلَى انْتِفَاءِ الْإِيمَانِ وَالْإِسْلَامِ عَمَّنْ لَمْ يَتَوَكَّلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ أَوْ تَوَكَّلَ عَلَى غَيْرِهِ فِيمَا لَا يَقْدِرُ عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا هُوَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ الْقُبُورِ وَلَضْرِحَ وَصَائِرِ الْأَوْثَانِ So it mentions that Musa said to his people, if you have believed in Allah, then upon him put your trust if you are Muslims. Indicating that Islam and Iman, it is dependent upon your trust in Allah. If you do not put your trust in Allah, 
then that is a deficiency in your Islam and Iman and it's a nullification of your Islam and Iman uh, the one who puts his trust in others besides Allah in that which they are not capable of from the dead people in their graves and in their tombs and in their shrines they go and put their trust in them and make dua to them and call upon them then that is not from Islam or Iman to do that فَالتَّوَكُّلُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ فَرِيضَةِ يَجِبُ إِخْلَاصُهَا لِلَّهِ So putting your trust in Allah is an obligation. It must be made pure and sincere for Allah. وَهُوَ أَجْمَعْ أَنْوَاءِ الْعِبَادَةِ And it is one of the most comprehensive forms of worship that collects within it so many different aspects of worship. وَأَعْلَى مَقَامَاتِ التَّوْحِيدِ وَأَعْظَمِهَا وَأَشَلِّهَا And it is one of the greatest stations or levels, aspects of Tawheed, one of the greatest and highest levels and most noble aspects of Tawheed. لِمَا يَنْشَأُ عَنْهُ مِنَ الْأَعْمَالِ الصَّالِحَةِ Because when you have that trust in Allah, you have your dependence in Allah, then that from it emanates many righteous actions. Many righteous actions emanate and arise from having that trust and dependence purely in Allah. فَإِنَّهُ إِذَا اعْتَمَدَ عَلَى اللَّهِ فِي جَمِيعِ أُمُورِهِ الدِّينِيَّةِ وَالدُّنْيَوِيَّةِ دُونَ كُلِّ مَا سِوَاهِ so if a person trusts in Allah, depends in Allah, relies in Allah, in all of his worldly affairs and affairs of the afterlife, puts his trust and dependence in Allah for all of that, not anybody else besides him, then that shows the sincerity he has to Allah and his dealings will be upon that uh, righteousness and correctness with Allah. Qala Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah wa ma raja ahadun makhluqan wa la tawakkala alayhi illa khaba dhannuhu fi that there is nobody who has ever put their hope in someone in creation and trusted and depended upon them except that it's fallen apart basically that their trust and their dependence in that person what they thought it falls apart it breaks apart it turns back upon them you cannot have your trust and dependence and hope in creation that is in Allah Allah is the one who will take you out of difficulty when you're in a situation of difficulty. Allah is the one who will decree for you the good. It is the decree, the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالتَّوَكُّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ مِنْ أَعْظَمِ مَنَازِلِ And having this trust in Allah, it is one of the greatest levels. So for example, when you say, you alone we worship, 
and you alone we seek aid and assistance from فَلَا يَحْصُلُ كَمَالُ التَّوْحِيدِ بِأَنْوَاعِهِ الثَّلَاثَةِ إِلَّا بِكَمَالِ التَّوَكُّلِ عَلَى اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهِ So the different aspects of Tawheed, they cannot be actualized, they cannot be perfected except with this, your trust and dependence in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قال الله تعالى رب المشرق والمغرب لا إله إلا هو فاتخذه وكيلا That he is the Lord of the East and the West and there is none worthy of worship in truth except he So take him as a wakeel The one that you put your trust into والآيات في الأمر به كثيرة جداً and there are many ayat which command us to put our trust in Allah. So for example in At-Talaq, ayah 3, وَمَن يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ That whomsoever puts their trust in Allah, then Allah will suffice you. Allah will suffice you, the one who puts their trust in Allah. قال الإمام ابن القيم رحمه الله على قوله تعالى الإمام ابن القيم he said regarding the statement of Allah وعلى الله فتوكلوا إن كنتم مؤمنين and upon Allah put your trust if indeed you are believers the ayah ابن القيم said فجعل التوكل على الله شرطا في الإيمان that Allah has made putting your trust in Him, dependence in Him, a condition of your Iman. Therefore indicating a lack of Iman, if you have a lack of trust in Allah, if you do not put your trust, your dependence, your reliance in Allah, then that indicates a lack of your Iman in Allah. وَكُلَّمَا قَوِيَّ إِيمَانُ الْعَبْدِ كان توكله أقوى and the more the iman of a servant becomes stronger then the more your tawakkul your trust dependence reliance in Allah becomes stronger and if iman becomes weaker then your tawakkul in Allah becomes weaker and so if your tawakkul is weak, then it indicates your iman is weak. Your trust in Allah, your dependence in Allah, reliance in Allah is weak, then it shows your iman is weak. Wallahu ta'ala fi mawadi'a min kitabihi yajma'u bayna tawakkul wal ibadah. وبين التوكل والإيمان وبين التوكل والتقوى وبين التوكل والإسلام وبين التوكل والهداية. and in various places in the Quran, Allah combines between mentioning tawakkul and ibadah, worship, or mentioning tawakkul and iman, or mentioning tawakkul and taqwa, that piety and fearing Allah. Or mentioning tawakkul and Islam, or tawakkul and guidance. Many of these pairings are made in the Quran. 
فظهر أن التوكل أصل لجميع مقامات الإيمان والإحسان لجميع أعمال الإسلام and with the fact that you see here these various pairings being made tawakkul being paired with a, a variety of other things indicates that tawakkul is a basis for all of these different aspects of iman and your righteous actions in islam tawakkul in allah is a basis attached to that all wa anna manzilatahu minha kamanzilatir ra'si min al-jasad and that the relationship of tawakkul to those actions is like the head to the body the head of a person to the body of a person fakama la yaqumu ar-ra'su illa ala al-badan so just like a head it does not it is not established except that it be upon a body fakadhalika la yaqumu al-iman wa maqamatuhu wa a'maluhu illa ala saq at-tawakkul and in the same way, Iman and the different levels of Iman and the actions, they cannot be established except upon the tawakkul, upon that dependence and trust and reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah has told us in the Quran that having your tawakkul in Allah, your trust in Allah, that is one of the characteristics of the believers. One of the characteristics of the believers is to put your trust in Allah. So for example, in Al-Anfal, ayah number two, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجَلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ That indeed the believers are those Allah says, indeed the believers are those whom when Allah is mentioned to them, their hearts tremble. And when the ayat are recited to them, it increases them in iman and they put their trust in Allah. They rely upon Allah. They have their dependence in Allah. So they put their trust in Him with their hearts and they do not have their hope in others besides Him. وفي الآية وصف المؤمنين حقا بثلاثة مقامات من مقامات الإحسان الخوف وزيادة الإيمان والتوكل على الله وحده. And the ayah incorporates three aspects of the believer. Fear that we've spoken about previously in the classes, the worship of fear, the increase in iman, that the iman of a person increases with the recitation of the ayat of Allah, with the remembrance of Allah, the iman of a person increases. And thirdly, the tawakkul, that trust and dependence that you have in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you look at the stories of the prophets, that's a very good example where you will see this in practice. How the prophets and messengers had that tremendous amount of trust and dependence in Allah. There's the example of Musa salam when Pharaoh was chasing him and they got to the Red Sea and there was no escape because either side there were mountains, in front of them was the sea. 
the last only other direction left behind them, Pharaoh and his army were right there. So they were completely stuck. And so Bani Israel said to Musa, Inna la mudrakun. We've been caught, that's it, nowhere to go. But Musa salam told them and reminded them to maintain their trust in Allah. Allah is with them and indeed Allah gave them a way out. Similarly, like it mentions in the ayat, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعِلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا Whomsoever fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah will make a way out for that person, will decree an exit and an escape for that person from the difficulty or situation he may be in. So keeping your absolute trust in Allah, it may be easier said than done for some. Because when the difficult situations arise and the testing times occur in your life, that's when a person is really going to be pushed on this. What is your level of trust and dependence in Allah? Those who have a weak level of trust and dependence, they lose it. When those times of difficulty occur, times of hardship occur. But that is the test of the believer. Maintain your trust in Allah, your dependence, your reliance in Allah. The one who controls everything that occurs. The one who decreed everything that occurs. 50,000 years before the creation of the heavens and the earth. So that is the section regarding tawakkul. There is more to come. But we'll have to round off on that for today. Any questions up to there then? The three types. Tell us. Everybody making notes. The first type was... No, there were three that we mentioned at the beginning of the class. Trusting others in things that only Allah can do. So they go and call upon the dead for rizq. Rizq is only from Allah, your sustenance, your provisions. So calling upon others for things only Allah can give you is major shirk. That's one. Second category was... Calling upon others in things that they can do, apparent means. But you putting your trust in them exclusively is still a mistake. Because they are only the means. Your trust is in Allah. So if you put your trust in them, they can do it. So it's not major shirk, it is minor shirk. Then the third type. Where it's the standard thing where a person is capable of something and you know it's just a means your trust isn't in that person but you're just on the general level buying and selling and entrusting somebody to do something for you take this for me and, and go and take care of it at the shop get it fixed whatever you're trusting someone to go do something for you general things like that where people are capable of them of course and there's no trust in that person he's gonna be the one who takes care of this, that, the other, he's going to get it done. Your trust is in Allah, but this person is able to go and do that for you on your behalf. That's normal, that's allowed. That was the three types. What about the position of the call on the dead? Mm. The people who... Call... They, they say that we're not asking. Yeah. So people now, they go to the graves of the dead... And they say, we're not calling upon the dead. We're not asking the dead to answer our dua. We're just asking them to be middlemen, intermediaries, to take our dua to Allah for us. That's it. We're not asking them for our dua. We're not asking them to answer our dua. 
We're just asking them to be intermediaries to take our dua to Allah for us on our behalf. Intercession. Permissible or not? Absolutely impermissible shirk because that is exactly what the mushrikun at the time of the Prophet ﷺ used to say. They used to say exactly that. We're not worshipping them. Only that they bring us closer to Allah. That they are the intermediary between us and Allah. Intercession. They would say these are just intermediaries between us and Allah. So that type of argument is absolutely false. It's exactly what the mushrikun used to say at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Two very good books that elaborate on that a little bit. Al-Qawa'id al-Arba' and Kashf al-Shubuhat. Both of those books, we've done them in the past. Uh, so those books are good to refer to for a more detailed answer. We'll have to cut short. But inshallah ta'ala, we'll carry on next week at the same time. 7 p.m. sharp, inshallah, we begin now. No waiting anymore. Class starts on time now, inshallah ta'ala, every week. Uh, as long as, you know, traffic, everything. But inshallah, we've been 7 p.m. starts now. So inshallah, next week, 7 p.m. again.